blessing unto you, Lord. A blessing upon you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord.
said it once, but I feel very much at home in this church. Amen. And I know this isn't, this week isn't my first time preaching here, uh, but in, in a way with us leaving, it feels really tough. I hate goodbyes, so I just say see you later. Amen. 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 And if it ain't on this side, it'll be on the other side. Thank you folks so much for all of your hospitality. This whole week has been just a blessing to us. You say, well, you came to minister to us. But what you don't understand is when you're doing the work of God, you get ministered to as well in all of it. If you really will allow yourself to be part of what you're doing, and you pour yourself out into whatever God wants to do, you know, that God ministers back. And you get to be blessed by what you see happen. You get to be blessed in the middle of all the services and what God's doing. And uh, thank you so much. The kids, they aren't getting that blanket. <laughs> I clean that one. They can have whatever there's in that bag. That one's mine. They might get lucky enough to use it every so often. The Marshalls, we love them. I'm glad that we've gotten to know them a lot better this week. And this Today was really neat. We just got to sit and talk a lot uh, about God. And, uh, just talking about the Word of God. And what he said is very true. Uh, there's just when you, I love talking about the Word of God. I, I study it. I love it. It's, I want it to become more and more a part of me because whenever you allow the word of God to become a part of you that's more of God that's a part of you yeah. you're allowing yourself to be more about the part of, part of God yeah. and uh, just it was a good day today uh, but there's that bittersweet mm -hmm. we're, and we're looking forward to when we come back through just being in this place I told Brother Marshall today, when I preach in this church, I feel like I'm preaching at home. I do. And that says a lot about this church because there's freedom here. Yeah. Um, yes. Brother Oddball and Brother Weirdo, <laughs> this preacher falls into that same category. And I am not a, if you, if you haven't noticed, I am not a conventional preacher. I'm not. I followed the Holy Ghost. I have a hard time staying still, and I just get excited. I told him I wanted to walk the seats yesterday, just run across them. And so, uh, but I love this church, I really do. And I'm thankful that we've gotten to have this last few days to get to know some of you better. And I feel like I'm at home. I really do. I, I, I feel like when we leave tonight, we're leaving home a little bit. Yeah. And not just South Dakota, but this church. I feel like it's now become a part of our life. And I pray for you folks a, a lot already. But it's definitely going to be even deeper in me to want to pray for this city, uh, for this area. And I uh, just love all of you. Amen. Can we just worship God for a moment? Through your presence. Through your presence. Oh, 
flesh and blood his substance he took the form of man revealed the
Oh, I feel the presence of God. Oh, what a sweet, beautiful presence. So thankful for a gracious, merciful God. If it weren't for Him, I wouldn't be here tonight. If it weren't for His mercy, I wouldn't be here tonight. Thankful for that. Amen. Again, I want to give honor to the man of God, Pastor Marshall, Sister Marshall. What we've already said, but man, their hospitality has been top notch. I didn't know if I was going to be able to preach tonight, Mama Walker. I am full. <laughs> Physically and spiritually. Amen. Hallelujah. We were treated like royalty. Hallelujah. We feel that. We feel the love of God shed abroad in the hearts of us from you people. And my wife is very much, she's right. There's been a lot of there's been healing that has happened in our life through this revival. I tell you, whenever you minister for God, He's going to minister to you. He won't let you down. Brother Rich, you're right. If you do the work of God, He's going to take care of you. And I feel, I feel excited again tonight. He did not change my message in the middle of the service. But the message that He did... I did have or was going to preach tonight was definitely changed by all what happened last night and so that kind of got rerouted but I'm excited what God is going to do here tonight he's already done some very special things but I'm excited what he's going to do again tonight and we're going to go to that word of the Lord we're going to be turning to Acts chapter number two I think it's going to get rowdy in here again tonight. That's all right. Come on. Amen. And I'm excited. Yes, sir. I'm excited. We're going to read two portions of verse. We're going to be reading Acts, and then we're going to be turning to Ezekiel chapter 37. Acts chapter 2. I know some preachers, and I do say it every so often, See a very familiar portion of scripture, but I would rather like to call it a very treasured portion of scripture that I feel. And I'm thankful that we know the name. Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other. Any other what? Any other name. For there is None other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And I'm glad we know that name tonight. That name is Jesus. And he's in this house. Amen. Acts 2 verse 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all 
where they were sitting. Lord, let it happen tonight. Amen. I know I said that the other night, but I pray every service that God allows the fullness of his spirit and the wind and the breath of his spirit to fill all the house where we're gathered together. Amen. Ezekiel chapter number 37. Starting with verse number 2. And caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. They were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Man, if I had been Ezekiel, and then I knowing what I know now, I wouldn't have answered, Oh Lord, thou knowest, I'd have said, Yes, they can, by your spirit, God. Yes, they can. But his answer, it was still a good one, because he was just telling God, You know. And I answered, Oh Lord, God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy. Prophesy. All right, Ezekiel. I'm going to tell you what, you prophesy upon those bones, upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> How can they hear when they ain't got no ears? Yep. Well, by the power of God, because yeah. with God all things are possible. Amen. Hear the word of the Lord, thus saith the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath. To enter into you, and ye shall live. Amen. 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 I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel that excitement flutter in my spirit tonight again. Amen. Can we just one more time before we see it give some God a hand clap of praise before we're done? pastor talks about the spirit of a good man I'll tell you your pastor is a good man Amen. with a humble spirit yeah. Amen. I'm not saying that as a touche or cliche or anything else like that I'm telling you your pastor is a man with a humble spirit yes. and Amen. loves God yes. and uh, the old saying it said, and it's true, birds of a feather flock together. I'm going to leave it right there. Uh, I, I pretty much believe that if I didn't have the spirit that he felt needed to be, I wouldn't be standing behind this pulpit or it'd be the last time. We're just going to say that. And I'm sure there's probably been men of God, we'll call them that, 
that have been here and have never come back. That has happened in the church that I pastor, trust me. There were men that came by and that was the first time. <clears throat> that was the last time. <laughs> Amen. But your, your pastor, I love him. I'm thankful again for elders that we can look to. This man of God in my life is an elder. I really do feel that God has placed him in my life as an elder. And I'm thankful for that. Before I get too far in this message, I feel, oh, I feel so excited in the Holy Ghost. Yes. <laughs> One thing I want to say before we get too far is I'm, I'm thankful and grateful for all the response of this church. Your pastor said it last night, and I was already feeling it. There's, there's a couple of you, two or three of you, who are not completely on board yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm not throwing stones, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just I feel that in the spirit. And there's yeah. some things that need to break in your life. I pray yeah. it that the seeds of that have been planted and you'll allow that to happen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because when you look in the book of Acts, for the revival, if we want to call it that, or the outgrowth of the church yeah. to happen, it took a unified body yep. for yeah. that to take place. Yeah. 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 You cannot have discord. And, and things going on in the church and have a successful and healthy body. Amen. 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 I was telling your pastor and talking to some of the men today, when you read in the book of Acts, when it got to the point where they began to be, get disunity, and all the people that were in there decided that they weren't going to be all in and on board with what was happening, God took them out. Yeah. Yep. Go read it. They were having an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. People were getting the Holy Ghost. Things were happening. Revival was breaking out. And two people decided, you know what? I don't know if it has to be done this way. And Peter finally looked at him and said, that's not going with the Holy Ghost. And Ananias and Sapphira fell dead at the feet of the apostles because they were not on board with what was happening. Folks, if you don't get on board and God's wanting to have revival, there will come a point where he will remove you one way or another. Yeah. He'll either right. get in or he'll take you out. Yeah. Yeah. Not trying to be mean, not trying to be ugly, but his church is going to go forward, yeah. upward, and onward. That's right. Amen. Well, I felt like I needed to address that in the Holy Ghost before we go too far tonight. But I pray that through the anointing of the Holy Ghost, that I can move in that Holy Ghost and everyone's yeah. spirit will be touched and moved yeah. to get directed into the spirit of the Holy Ghost. And I know I mentioned last night, it, whenever I begin to preach, it changed in the middle of that message to from just another message. And I don't mean it in that way, but to all of a sudden it was prophetic. I felt it. Yeah. It was, and if you're sensitive to that, Especially as a minister of the gospel, you'll feel it. Yeah. Tonight, I'm telling you, I'm not even going to switch. I feel in the Holy Ghost that this message tonight yes, is prophetic. Amen. 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 I want everybody on board on this one. Yes. Yeah. I know you say, preacher, you're bold. No, I'm in the Holy Ghost. Yes. 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 
And I feel that there's prophetic word here today for this church. Yeah. Yeah. I was preparing and getting my mind together for it. Saying, God, it, it, he said, you preach everything I gave you. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Yes, sir. Amen. This message tonight, I pray you all catch it. Yes. Because this is the crux of this revival. I, I know we haven't had a bunch of guests here, but what it was doing was getting the church ready. Yes. Amen. Amen. I said it was getting the church ready for what God wanted to do in this city. And personally, as a man of God, I know sometimes we get too caught up in numbers. Yeah. And how many soul revival did you preach? And you know what? Sometimes it's not about how many soul, because 20 years later, when you go back, how many of them souls are still there? Yeah. yeah. What matters is how many are still remaining when you come back. If I only preach a one soul revival, but 20 years later, that soul is still living for God. It didn't matter if he preached 50 and none of them are living for God. What matters is that the one that was preached to God what he needed and was still there. I'm praying to God that before it's over, if I come back 5, 10, 20 years later, the ones who are here tonight and I'm preaching to are still living for God. We still need growth. I get that we still want to see growth of souls and new souls, but I'm telling you, this church, God has brought you to a place where God has begun to heal and begin to put things back together so you can become the body to do the work of God that needs to be done in this city. And I'm thankful I got to be a part Amen. of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it wasn't about me. It was all God. You know? It could have been another man God brought. I'm just thankful I got to be a Amen. And so it's a, it's a, it's a prophetic message. You know why? It, I hear. I hear the sound of revival. Amen. I hear the sound of revival in this house today. I hear the sound of revival. And that's the title of my message, The Sound of Revival. You know what I hear? I hear the sound of a, of a rushing mighty wind blowing in this house. Amen. Hey, God is coming to this house and His breath, His wind, His spirit has entered into this place. And He's breathing life. Giving breath back into you, this church, to say you can go upward, you can go onward, you can see revival, you can see people say, you can see people live for God, you can see healing happen, you can see deliverance happen. I said that there is a sound of revival in this house.
And I was thinking about that song. I think William Mathau sings it. For the hearts of your people, bring it now. We want it now. Yes, yes. Amen. I don't want it later. I know. And the past is already past, so it don't matter. We just got to look at right now. And I want it right now. The future's too far away. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. But I know right now I want God to move. Pastor, Pastor. 
someone's telling me today that, that you guys are supposed to have this whole building. Yeah. Yeah. I pray to God that within the next year that happens. Yeah. Amen. I said I pray within the next year that happens. That, that this building gets so cramped and that God just moves and moves. That wall gets busted out and you guys start filling it up. I feel in the Holy Ghost. I told him we're going to blow the lid off. In Jesus' name. So we got ready over the last three nights for a revival. Now we just dancing. We're going to accept that God is pouring it out. The outpouring of the Spirit is there. What you got to remember is God doesn't work on time. He works outside of time. We have to live inside of time. Yeah. But in God's mind, revival's already here. Yeah. It's already, his word has been spoken. It's already not. Yeah. It's just a matter of us stepping into it. Well, let's step into it tonight. Let's just say, all right, God, you said it. Now we're going after it. He already saw himself die on the cross. He said he was slain from the foundation of the world. That's because in his mind, it was already done. Even though the act of that hadn't happened, it was already done. Yeah. Well, we might not see the fruition of the revival yet, but I'm telling you, God already spoke it. That means it's already done. We just got to step into the fact that it's here. God, God told Ezekiel, go prophesy. Speak to them dry bones. Today I feel prophecy to the dry, dead, spiritual state of this city. And we're just preaching to that. You know, old dry bones, you're going to live. Old dry bones, you're they're very dry. Some of them are very dry bones. But I'm telling you, by the almighty God, there's coming a day. And it's going to be very soon that them dry bones are going to live. I pray to God before it's over to the man that's so against you and next door neighbor that he said, you know what, I got to walk into that place. I'm a very tribal. Like God said, you're going to live. Yes. You're going to live. Oh, hallelujah. Before yeah. it's over, no more cones over there. No more car parked there. Yeah. Nah, he's just another one of you.
Really, even he said he didn't lose one. That one made up in his mind to walk away. Yeah, It was his choice. Mm. All right? So don't get down in the dumps when you see one walk away. If you've done everything in your power to reach them, and it comes down to their choice, you continue to pray for them and just keep on reaching for another. Yep. God, open up the doors. You move on the hearts of the people. You prepare their hearts before we even speak to them, God. You begin to open up their hearts to the word. You begin to soften their hearts before we begin to witness to them about your word. You begin to do some work in their... What do you say? Those are some prayers. You just start praying. God, I know there's revival here. And so you just begin to soften the hearts. And as we minister, Lord, let them be open. Hallelujah. And draw them. You said that you, if you were lifted up, would draw all men unto you. Draw them to this place, God. Let there be ones who walk in that have never been invited, God. Because your spirit is drawing. Your spirit is moving. Your spirit is leading. Your spirit is guiding, God. Give us every honest and sincere heart in this city, Lord. Give us every honest and sincere heart in this city, God. Let them find a place where they want to live for you. They want to find the way, the truth, the life. Give us solid families, God. Give us men of God in this city. Give us key people in this city. Oh, I'm preaching in prophetic word right now. You just got to reach out and begin to claim those things. God, I receive it. God, I receive it. I receive the preach word, Lord. I receive the preach word, God. Breathe life, Lord. Breathe life, Lord. Breathe life, Lord. Hallelujah. Just as Ezekiel that day began to prophesy to them dry bones, it was just a prophetic type of what Peter would do on the day of Pentecost. He got up on the day of Pentecost and he began to breathe life into those people. And he began to preach the word of God and conviction began to fall. And then we get to the part where salvation begins to happen. Then Peter said unto them, what did he say? Repent. Draw people to the altar of repentance, God. To begin to change their lifestyle, God. To begin to live a different life, Lord. He was preaching life. He was preaching to them dry bones. He was prophesying. Peter got up on that day of Pentecost and he prophesied as well. He preached to those spiritually dead people and began to speak life into their spirit. Repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And ye shall, ye shall, ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, when you do it the way the word says, it's not an option. It's going to happen. If somebody truly comes to an altar of repentance, God will pour out his spirit upon them. Well, I've seen people come to the altar and repent. I didn't see them get the Holy Ghost. Or somewhere along the way, there was still something left in them that wasn't completely submitted to God. And that's what repentance is. It's a submission. And until their spirit and their life is completely submitted to Him, God said, I ain't entering into that whole unholy vessel. But once
they give it all to me, then I know and I'll feel them. And the evidence is that they will speak with my tongue. So when you see somebody filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, it's because they're completely submitted to God. That's right. Amen. That's when a true conversion happens. Folks, you can't teach somebody to speak in tongues. You don't have classes that say, you know what, Sister Walker, just repeat after me. Oh, no. That ain't going to happen. I'm telling you, my friend, it ain't going to happen until they say, God, here I am. All of me, take me, use me, do whatever you want with me. And when they do that, I'm telling you, the outpouring of the Spirit will happen in their life.
not go against his word. He's not going to go against his word. When he speaks something, that's how it is. There's no two ways about it. There's not a way around it. There's no loopholes like the tax system. Yeah. God didn't leave room for loopholes. I told Brother Marshall the other night, you aren't getting into heaven by the skin of your teeth or sliding into home base. Oh, I just made it. Just say, folks, if you get into heaven, it's because you live for God with everything that you have. All of you, everything in. No halfway. You ain't just sliding in by the skin of your teeth. He said if the righteous scarcely be saved, he meant the holy, the consecrated, the sinful. If they scarcely be saved. That means if you're not consecrated, that's just trying to slide in by the skin. You ain't going to make it. That little tidbit was proof. Or maybe that was the blame. I don't know. Hallelujah. Thank God. For the preach word of God. Yeah. Thank God for the preach word. Amen. Preaching has prophetic power because it's inspired by God. Yeah. He said that his word would not come back void. Yeah. That's right. The scary part to that, folks, is this. If you don't live for God and you're hearing the preached word, it will not come back void. Meaning that it won't have its effect. It will have its effect yeah. even if it's in eternity. Oh, I know that. <laughs> it's not going to come back void. It will have an effect. Yeah. You better let it have effect now. Yeah. Because eternity it won't matter anymore. Yeah. The effect it has there is not going to be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. You can't argue with the word of God. That's right. I mean, I guess you could try, but you're going to lose. Yeah. yeah. God is letting somebody know there is life and power in the spoken word. That's right. His word is going forth, and it will accomplish that which he pleases. And you know what he pleases? To have revival in this city. Amen. I don't know how to get any plainer, folks. Yeah. And if you ain't excited about that, then you need to go pray too. Because that just needs more people to fellowship. More people that you're going to get to go to heaven with. More people that you're going to have eternity to enjoy with. Yeah, I don't like my next door neighbor. Get him in church and then maybe you'll like him. Maybe God put you there for a reason. You ever prayed about it? Come on now. You ever prayed about it? Well, God, is it your 
real, too real. I know there were some people that just threw, forgive me, they, they message for you. I wasn't preaching that. Amen. <laughs> Maybe you're going to find a neighbor that you don't like. Wow. Don't turn around and move. Yeah. God might have placed him there for a reason. Yeah. Because he wanted to save him or her. Yes. Amen. Stop calling it a problem and start calling it an opportunity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I feel excited. I'm having fun tonight. You know you can have fun at church. Well, they church the boring. They ain't never been to an apostolic church. Before. They ain't never been to my kind of church. They ain't never been here before. I feel the joy of the Lord in this house. Amen. Oh, how cool that you Telling you, I pray that God gives this city a spirit of repentance so that people want to repent. That's right. And then they want to live a lifestyle of repentance. Yeah. What is that? Just being submitted to God. That's yeah. a repentant lifestyle. It's turning away from the things that you used to be doing and you're now doing what God wants you to do. Amen. That's hard, preacher. It's not if you just get into the prayer room yeah. and submit. Yeah. 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 Come on. Come on. Amen. Well, yep. Let the people be drawn by the power yes. and spirit yes. of God. Yes. Folks, if you yes. get into that prayer room and you'll submit to God and yes. you'll let the power of God just overtake you. Oh, yes. I'm telling you, when you go out into this city, people know that you're different. That's right. Amen. Oh, a church for four days by God. <laughs> I'd be saying that too if I went for an hour and sat on and listened to somebody speak Latin to me. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to a couple of Catholic weddings. Brother, Amen. I couldn't wait to leave. <laughs> they weren't excited like this. And the incense that they did stank. Yeah. Come on. Oh, Jesus. At least what I've. Feel and smell in here is the spirit and presence of God. God, give them a heart to want to live for you. Let them get a revelation of that Jesus name baptism. There is only one God. And they should have it, but be obedient to that. Let them be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let them lead a holy and godly life. God, heal them that are spiritually sick. Yeah. Amen. You know who are spiritually sick? Anybody that doesn't have the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. They need God. Yes. Oh, I got too many numbers. Gotta hurry up. The flesh dies and the spirit lives. Unless the flesh dies, the spirit will never live. Yeah. There's several messages in all of these things that I've already said. I can preach so many different facets in this. But your flesh, my flesh, all of our flesh has to die. What, what are you talking about, your flesh? Your carnal nature. Your fleshly desires. Amen. 
know I, I'm, I'm preaching revival, but here I'm going to take care of something just for a second. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. And I think if we can catch a revelation of this, it'll just take you to another higher plane, a different dimension. Folks, unfortunately, in, in, in our Pentecostal ranks at times, in the apostolic movement, some people still want to believe that you can have the works of the flesh still going on and yet still have a move with the Spirit. I know you can say I'm meddling right now, but I feel this in the Holy Ghost. We don't need a manufactured move of God. Folks, there is no such thing. You either have a move of God or you have a manufactured pumped up something. And what happens is they get carnal and they don't want to do the work that it takes to become spiritual. And, but we still want the benefits of the spiritual. But we want to live the carnal lifestyle. It don't work. And so what do they do? They try to manufacture that. And so we'll bring in some lights. And we'll bring in some smoke. And we'll have the rest of the lights. And we'll have just a disco ball. My friend, that's just the thing it is. A disco ball that you're going to say has some Jesus music. Don't put Jesus in the mix of that. Things happen and it's like, woo, yeah. 
And something does happen. You can go to, a, and I don't believe in it, but you can go to a ball game. I don't know what your pastor preaches. I'm pretty sure I know where he stands. Yeah. All right. And boy, they get pumped up. Yeah. And they they take off their clothes. Yeah. Help us, God. Yeah. Disgusting yeah. fat man. <laughs> Keep your clothes on. <laughs> and they get all drunk. Yeah. And they paint themselves up. Yeah. And they get all excited about yeah. 11 men on one side and 11 men on the other. Yeah. Get in the jiggy with it. Help us. <laughs> Over a stupid little ball. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're feeding the appetite of the flesh, you're 
flesh is going to win every time. But if you will feed that spiritual man, then your spiritual man is going to win. I don't feel like praying. Yeah. yeah, neither do I most mornings. But I know if I don't pray, I know what's going to happen. So it's either I go pray or I suffer the consequences. And I know what those consequences are. And I didn't like the results that it gave me. So I'm going to force this old flesh to go pray. Pray through. God is just taking me several different directions. So the flesh dies and the spirit lives. I'm going to tell you a prayer that I pray almost daily. God, I want you to be the source of my appetites, passions, and desires. Preacher, what are you talking about? I'm not talking about appetite for food. I'm talking about carnally and spiritually. And if God is the source, I'm not going to have a fleshly appetite. So God, if you can be the source that I'm drawing from, then my appetite will be for the things of God, for the spiritual, for the word of God, for prayer. My desires won't be to do those things in the flesh. And my passions. What is your passion? You take a list of what you do during the day, you're going to find out what your passions yeah. are real quick. Yeah. 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 That's right. But if you're letting God be the source of those passions, yeah. folks, it takes a passion to conquer a passion. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. What do you mean? Brother Rich, you said you were a drunk before you came to God. You had to get passionate about God for him to take the passion for drink away. It wouldn't have worked any other way. If you tried to just come in and say, well, I might live for God halfway and just, well, we'll see how it works. It wouldn't have worked. And anybody else that came to God and whatever you were doing in the world, unless you got passionate about God and the things of God, the passions you had for the world weren't going to be conquered. I'm still preaching about the sound of revival. This is part of it right here. Because if we'll get passionate about the things of God, we're going to have revival. We'll have a lasting revival. Not just a fly by night, come in and it's gone. No, we're going to have a lasting revival. Musicians, come. There is hope. So, your flesh has to die. Flesh has to die. John chapter 3. Verses 6 through 8, he said, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. 
Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. You're never going to have the things of the Spirit if you're not born again. Because it's the regeneration of the spiritual dead man. That's why we've got to have the wind blowing through this place. That's why we've got to have the fire of God burning up the chaff. What is the chaff? It's all the carnal things in our life. And if you ain't got the fire of God burning brightly, then you're going to have some chaff that's lingering there that don't need to be there. I know it got a little heavy at the end, but I'm telling you, we're still hearing the sound of revival. There's still prophetic words going, but we're going to have revival in this city. And the only way that it won't happen is because you won't believe the word. Because the word of God has went forth tonight. The wind bloweth where it listeth, or where it wants to. Thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it came or where it's going. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Now, it's part of the Bible study of tongues, too, that I don't have time to get into. Folks, when the Spirit of God moves, you ain't going to see where it's coming from or where it's going to. But it's blowing through this place. And it filled all of this house. The last thing I want to ask you, do you want to be a pipe or do you want to be a faucet? Come on. <laughs> I want to be a pipe because a faucet can shut off and on. I just want the Spirit of God continually flowing. Just be like a funnel. Lord, I'm just a funnel. Let it just flow. Just let it flow. I ain't shutting it off. I ain't turning it on. I'm just going to be there, Lord. He said, quench not the spirit. Well, I want to be that pipe. I want to be that funnel. Some people say, fill my cup, Lord. <laughs> just fill my funnel, Lord. And then it'll just keep flowing. Because once your cup gets full, what are you going to do with it? It just is there. I want it to flow through me and touch other people. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. You let water sit in the cup long enough, it begins to get stagnant. Anything that flows, though, it's hard to get stagnant. Why? Because it's flowing. A river don't get stagnant. A pond does. I don't want to be no pond. He said it'd be like rivers of living water. He wants just to flow in you and out of you. You just continue to let that flow happen. Let's all stand. Sound of revival. The sound of revival is here. Oh, amen. How many of you want revival? How many are ready? Because it's here. I tell you again, it's not just coming. It's not next week. It's not next year. It's here right now. God, allow all of this to happen for us to bring us to the point. So that you can believe, yes, revival is here. God's doing an outpouring right now. And are you going to be the one that's going to witness and begin to bring in the harvest? Amen. He said the harvest 
truly is ready, yeah. but the laborers are few. Are you going to be a laborer? Uh, yeah. To help that harvest be brought in. Amen. I know we're not running and shouting, but we can. This altar is open and say, God, I'm ready for revival. I hear that sound, Lord, the prophetic words, and I'm just receiving it, God. Amen. Is there anybody here wanting to believe that right now? Amen. I feel like God's just wanting us to gather around and say, God, we're ready for that revival that we know is here, God. We believe it. We accept it, Lord. We hear that sound, Lord. Just let that word flow through us, God.